0: On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode.
1: Welcome, everybody. This is not... April adams twee. This is Adara Lucy. I know you don't know me, but I have taken over pew, 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 this podcast because I want to interview today our host, our light beamer queen. I want to share the inside story of April. So welcome, April, to your own show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how fun is this
1: <laughs> so I'm a fellow storyteller as well so you can have picked a better girl to come and pick at your story and really oh my gosh bring we do
0: it. I have so many things in common this is just so so perfect to have you do this so I love for- it Thanks for having me on the Inside Story Podcast.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for providing the show. Okay, so my first question to you is, how did you know that you wanted to be a storyteller?
0: Ah, well, I don't know that I remember a moment where I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a storyteller. (laughs) I just know that I have loved storytelling all of my life. I cannot remember a time when I was not utilizing or ingesting storytelling at some level of my life. Um, Storytelling for me, you know, I I went to a concert recently and the, the, the musician was saying that her writing music and performing music is how she makes sense of the world. To me, storytelling is how I make sense of the world, which really music, music, writing, songwriting is just a a form of storytelling for sure. But I don't know how to do that. So what I do know how to do is talk to people (laughs) and, and interview them and ask, you know, a lot of probing questions. I'm super curious and I'm very people friendly. I really, 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 I honestly, there's just not very many people that I meet that I don't really like. I, I can sit down and talk to anybody. And so My mode of storytelling has always been about learning from other people. I make sense of the world when I hear their stories. So it helps me battle, you know, and comfort me with whatever I'm going through, whether it be, you know, life as a mom or battling anxiety or dealing with aging parents or getting older or... You know, all the things that we just navigate in our own lives, when I talk with other people and get their stories out of them, it's just how I make sense of the world. And lucky me, somehow I figured out how to make a really long, productive, and exciting (laughs) career out of it. You know, I I just sometimes have to stop and say, Oh, yeah, this is my career, because it just, it really just feels like an extension of my being. You know, which is great because I, I know I'm living my 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 life on purpose.
1: Absolutely. Do you feel like some people struggle being able to share story or to not only own their story but just feel confident in being vulnerable and transparent in that way? Sorry, I have a bunch of gardeners outside. Um, I hope you guys aren't distracted. No, I don't that. hear anything. You're okay, all good.
0: You're all good. Um, do I think people struggle? Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh I mean you know, lucky, not lucky, but I mean, that's honestly why I have the job that I have, right? Like I would be out of business if people didn't struggle um, and I don't (laughs) want them to struggle. So, you know, I, I do enjoy being able to hopefully unlock that for people, but inherently most of the people who've (laughs) come my way are not like, they don't have, they're not like you, you've got it all figured out because you also are like me, right? Like you, You work in the world of storytelling, those are not the people that I really serve. I serve the people that actually struggle with storytelling and they struggle with figuring out either what their story is or when they, if they know what their story is. They struggle with, oh my gosh, what do I do with this story? It's just too much for me. I don't know. So they try to keep it like stuffed down and hidden and you know, put a lid on it. And you just can't do that with stories. It, it, it doesn't work that way. Those stories will eat you alive unless you do something with them, which is really, again, part of the purpose of Light Beamers is to really empower women to learn how to harness the power of their story and do something with it that is beautiful and good.
1: Well, I loved what you said there about how you've learned to see the world through these experiences that you've heard of from other people, this wisdom that's been passed down to you. And truly, like from the beginning of time, that is exactly how humanity has come to be is through these stories, right? Whether they're right or wrong or true or false, it doesn't matter. It's the story. And that's kind of helped, like, you know, move us forward. And so um, I think if people can start seeing it that way, that like sharing their story actually is helping other people um, grow and learn and evolve. um, I mean, that's really what it's about. And I, I try hard not to attach um, like too much to my story. Like sometimes I just had a huge story revealed to me. um, Just the other day, I had goosebumps when it like came to the surface. And I was like, Whoa, I had no idea that was running in the background, right? Like, Um. Now, what do I get to do with it, right? I get to totally shift my my whole mindset around this about money. It was about money. So I can share it with you later. This is your show. Um, but it's so interesting, like how those stories are programmed and kind of running in the backdrop. And it isn't, you, like you said, until we were able to say it and kind of let it out and not let it eat us anymore, that we're actually able to shift and grow and then also help the people around us. I mean, it's so
0: healing. And I mean, that's now I'm super curious and I want to ask you all the questions about that story. So I'm going to have to on another time, but only because I had a similar experience recently, which I think people might be surprised by that because they think, oh, you know, people who work in storytelling, we probably have it all figured out and that the work is done. And it's not, it's not ever done. And, you know, I had similarly, I had a big story that unearthed for me um last year that i i mean i knew the story was there it wasn't like i'd forgotten about it but i didn't quite understand how it had played out for me and how it was so connected it so connected to what i do here you know at light beamers and so connected to a big part of my my why and my purpose and i had never made that connection yes. before and when i made that connection it allowed me to really see that story in such a positive way. And it was a very negative experience, a very, very negative experience. And so I, never, I didn't even see the negativity in it even more anymore. I became very grateful for that story, mm. for that experience that happened over 30 years ago that unearthed itself and revealed it. It was like a flower or a plant that had you know, dropped a seed 30 years ago. And then suddenly the bloom finally blossomed. And I was able to see the beauty of that story. And man, talk about healing and beautiful. And I was
1: so grateful for it. And And like the shift that comes with that, too, right? Huge, Mm -hmm. huge shift. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Yes. And I wonder if, you know, it's the, like the stories that we've created for ourselves that kind of like hold us back, obviously from sharing them, like things like you're meant to be seen, not heard, or, um, you know, when you're told to quiet down, like Mm -hmm. through your, you know, there's all these reasons why you don't feel comfortable to speak up and, and share your voice. And I think, yeah, as adults, it's like, we need to kind of call BS on that and, and make a way for ourselves that feels really good, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's a a lot of, you know, especially women have been kind of told a lot of lies and they've been told a lot of, you know, you know, we call this the female conditioning. You know, we've been conditioned to believe we're supposed to act and be and behave a certain way. And it's just not true. It is not not even truly how we were designed originally by God. No. So we have been Really, having to unravel that. And a big piece of the unraveling does start with looking in deeper at your story and beginning to understand what are some of the lies you've been been believing and also what is the truth. And the truth lies deeper in your story, and it helps you see things in a different way. I always say when people, You know, if women are struggling with clarity or understanding what their purpose is, you know, a lot of women really running around this world and they don't think that they have a purpose. And I'm like, oh man, look, can Mm -hmm. I just spend 30 minutes with you interviewing you? Because I could probably pinpoint your purpose pretty darn quickly because it's found in your story. You've been, you literally, I don't know how you see this, but I see this as, you know, our stories, good and bad, have been divinely guided and inspired and they've been that's the path that we've been on and it is for a reason you know everything happens for a reason nobody really likes that but it actually is really 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 true and a lot of times we're overlooking things in our story or in our past like I like you know this thing that had happened to me 30 years ago um I had been overlooking it thinking I just had written it off oh I dealt with that back then I'm good You know, I don't, I've kind of taken care of that. I don't really think about it anymore. I really didn't. Don't think about it anymore. It wasn't a part of my, you know, daily life. I didn't really feel like it had affected me in a negative way. And by and large, it really hadn't. Yet there was a piece of that story I needed to go back and and look deeper at to reveal a bigger meaning um, and see how that story had been guiding me for 30 years and I didn't even know it.
1: And that was,
0: um, those experiences that we go through in life are are not accidents, you know, and I just, that's how I see storytelling. And that's why I think it's a very woven fabric into who we are. And the importance of sharing that story is, like you said, so helpful for other people. And it's so revealing for us to make sense of our own lives, to figure out our purpose, to get us back on track, to gain clarity about who in the hell are we, and then and then start to unlock from some of that conditioning we've been, that's been piled onto us, you know, since the beginning of time, and certainly since the beginning of our birth, especially as women. I think this happens to men too, but It especially happens to women because we don't have something called the male conditioning. We have female conditioning. um, And we have that extra layer when we're having to weed through the weeds to get to our own story, we have this conditioning that we also have to weed through.
1: Uh, Agreed. um, someone said to me, and I really loved this. Like um, back in the day when we lived in villages, and the women would all stay in the village and um, you know be with the children, and and possibly um, you know weave things and and create you know the home. And the men would go out and hunt and bring back the food. The women had to be loud and chatty to keep um, the village safe from mm-hmm. animals and predators and things like that. They also had to share um, herbs with each other, know what everyone was going through, what they needed. All support each other I mean they were like a community together while the men were all quiet because they have to be quiet when they're hunting right and solitude kind of um and I thought that was so interesting because you're you were just kind of saying um it is in our nature actually as females as uh, as the feminine energy if you will to be um in, commune. in community and yes. in, in, in verbal to use our Correct. voice
0: yes Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the way, we've been told not to, and that that's Mm -hmm. not right. And just go over there and sit still, be quiet and do what I say, pay attention, you know, and uh, don't make a ruckus. I mean, man, we could do a whole episode on the things that, and actually I have done episodes on Mm -hmm. feminine conditioning, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that, that, that gets layered into our stories, which goes back to the question you asked me earlier. Do I think that people have a hard time? you know, telling their story. And it's like, uh, yes, Mm -hmm. because it gets a little cloudy for a lot of people. It gets cloudy for me. I've talked very openly on the show about one of the reasons why I do this podcast is it's an exercise for me when I do my solo episodes to go digging to go digging and do the work, Mm -hmm. you know, so it takes effort, it takes time, it takes excavation, it takes probing, it takes me asking myself a lot of questions, it takes me reflecting, it takes me to be in a state of prayer and asking God to show me what I don't see, all of that is what helps me excavate my own stories, so it's hard work, it's not You know, I I have an easy framework: step one, two, three in my story arc. But you know, that it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a simple process in terms of what you're looking for, but it's hard work.
1: Well, and I love that it keeps you curious, right? And it keeps you in the process of your journey and in life. It's like, it's not like I know myself, I'm okay where I am, no progress. It's like, no, I'm always questioning, I'm curious, I'm open, and I'm, you know, willing to learn new things. I mean, that is, that is essentially like the beauty of life. I mean, that's really what we're here to do. So kudos to you <laughs> for doing the work. Yeah, join the process. The work. <laughs> I am doing the work. Yes, yeah. I am. I am. I am. I am doing the work. Capital, what K- you're a- capital W. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, now you didn't share the details to your story, and I didn't share the details to my story. So I don't know if we want to drop those in, or if we feel like we should just leave them a mystery to the people.
0: I mean, I'm happy to share. I, you know, I'm a very open book. I feel like that in order to show women that it's safe to share their story, you know, I have to model that it's safe to share your story, so um, I'm happy to go deeper on that story I revealed, and that I uncovered, Um, and it's actually good practice for me, because it's a fairly new story, and I I don't, I haven't, I have shared it once on the podcast, but it kind of was one of those where I buried the lead, and um, so I actually don't know that a lot of people know the story yet, so And I just Um, want
1: to put a disclaimer out there because originally I didn't want to share our stories in a sense because I didn't want someone maybe on the back end to be like, well, that's not as bad as my story or like, "Um, I don't have a story that good or that kind of thing. And I just wanted to make a slate here that says like, there's no judgment. Everyone has their own journey to walk. It's all... You know, um, emotional for us in our own little worlds, and um, and no story is better than another story. Sometimes I struggled with that too as a speaker. I'm like, gosh, dang it, that story was so good. How do I top that story? And it's like I can't. I have my own stories, and they Absolutely. affect people in a different way. So her story is so unbelievable that like that's never gonna happen for me. So uh, who I tell my story to, I'm gonna attract different people that are on a on their own path that they can relate to that. So. So anyway, all our stories are needed. Yeah. And I'm okay. so glad
0: <laughs> that was an excellent disclaimer. I I could not agree more. Um, if if you want, like, let's put a pin in that. And I want to come back and tell you the boat story. Okay. okay. So go back to this comment that you just made. Um, okay. So uncovering stories and what it's looked like for me, even after doing this work for a really long time. Last year, I was in a state of, you know, really trying, this was kind of, I was walking into a business conference and it was going to be a three-day kind of immersive experience with a bunch of entrepreneurs, men and women, mixed crowd, all stages of business, but, you know, pretty much like, I don't know, six figures and above. So successful business owners, you know, for the most part. And, um, And I knew that the group leader was going to be somebody who also loves to do a lot of the personal work, the personal development, the mindset and all of that. And he's pretty woo. So I knew I was kind of like, you know, that's what I was walking into. Um, And I don't even like that word woo. So I'm sorry that I just used that because I really don't like that word woo. I will just say he's pretty open and spiritual. I think that's such a better word. And um, so I'm game for that, too. So I go into this conference, really kind of making a deal with myself that whatever happens, I'm going to play full out. I was driving there and I'm kind of giving myself a pep talk on the way. And I said, you know, if there's one thing, like if I set an intention for this conference and these next three days of really just pouring April, pouring into April, I really want to get clarity on. Um what might be holding me back from playing a bigger game that I'm playing? Because I know I'm capable of more, but I felt myself being restricted and holding myself back. And I couldn't figure out why I was doing that. I was like, why am I doing that? Like, what's wrong with me? I know I, I know I can do more. There's more in me to give. Why am I not doing it? And I didn't know the answer to that. So on the third day, on the third day, there was a, an invitation to arrive early before the actual conference was to begin, which normal time was 9 a.m. And they said, you have an invite, if you wanna come, this is completely optional, but we have someone that's gonna be doing a breathwork session and you, if you wanna do that, then be here at seven. And because I had made a commitment that I was gonna play all out, I was gonna commit to all the things, and because I still really wasn't quite sure <laughs> that my answer to my own question haven't answered yet, I decided to get up extra early that morning on the third day. And I go to this breath work session and with the same people that we've been doing the conference with. And they told us, the leader told us, um, my good friend, George, he says, we're probably going to do breath work for about 45 minutes and you'll have time for a little break. And then we'll get back into the session at nine. Great. So we get in. I have never really done breath work before. I've done it. Pretty surface level, you know, at just some other events where someone kind of shows you some box breathing and different things that you can do, but I'd never done a breathwork session where you're going to be on the floor breathing heavy for 45 minutes. So I get into this breathwork session, and the the leader of the breathwork session, he's he's doing an amazing job. Um, And I was already really comfortable with the people in the room because we'd been there for three days. And um, in this breathwork session, I sort of have an experience where I'm out of my body, but I'm still I'm in my body breathing because I'm doing this very patterned breathing is what you do during breath work. And I was immediately taken back in my mind and in my senses and in my my visuals to uh, an experience that I had in college where I was sexually assaulted by someone that we ran, you know, that was in our social circle on campus. Um, actually at the time it was a boyfriend to a girlfriend of mine. And when I started recalling this experience of being sexually assaulted by this guy, I was really kind of like, really, April? Like we're gonna go there right now. Like, what's the point of this? Like, we have been there, dealt with it, did all the things. And continuing to breathe, right? Continuing to be in that pattern of breath work. I continue to go deeper about why. And then I started asking, why is this memory coming up for me right now in this moment? What is what is here for me to explore? And it was less about the actual incident, of of you know being assaulted and, and and really taking an advantage of, and more about what happened afterwards. So after it occurred, I I did all the right things. I did the things they tell you about on college campuses, and that you've been that women have been really. Um, you know, um, coached around is like, if this ever happens, you know, go to the authorities, you know, you know, immediately don't stay quiet, it's, you know, all the things you're supposed to do, I did. And I went and woke up my best friend, it happened at like four o'clock in the morning, I went and woke up my best friend, I went, I belonged to a sorority, I went to the sorority house, and I woke up the president, and I told her, and then the next day, I'm at the, on campus with the officials, and I'm I'm just recounting my story, over and over again to all the people that I think I'm supposed to tell it to and I'm telling my story I'm giving the accounts of my story of my version of what happened so that justice could be done and like a lot of these cases it's it's no evidence and there's you know um he said she said see she said and there wasn't a lot that the campus officials did at that this was 30 years ago you know really did at that time there wasn't a lot of like heavy lifting or hot pursuit that they were going to do because they really didn't want to cause a stink on campus. And you don't, you just don't want these things happening. And so a lot of times you don't want to acknowledge that they're happening. And intellectually, you know, I've been a reporter and a journalist for a long time. I've covered stories like this. I understand. I understand the politics. But, and I think that's where I was able at the time to just deal with it with myself, you know, be grateful that I was okay. It really sucks that it happened. That guy's a jerk. He was much more than a jerk, but I won't say all the words. And I just dealt with it. But what I was feeling in that breathwork session, as I was recalling that incident was that I told my story and nobody listened. I told my story and it didn't
1: matter. Matter. Mm.
0: And why you do You want to talk do? about lighting a fire under me and me looking at April and saying, Now tell me why you're not going to go play big. Now tell me why you're going to sit over there and play small. Because if you don't go, you need to let other women know that no matter what they share their story, you will listen. I will mm-hmm. listen. April will listen. I'll I know. I will be ears. And I will see you and hear you. And I think there's a lot of other Aprils out there that will do the same. Um, That was an unfortunate incident that happened. But now I see what a blessing in a weird way that it was for me because I've never really been able to draw the dots connecting to my passion around storytelling for women until that moment. And that just happened eight months ago.
1: Wow, I love how we went full circle with this podcast because that was the first question I asked was how did you become a storyteller? And honestly, that was it. It was like no one's ever going to feel this. No one's ever going to be dismissed or feel like what they're sharing isn't of matter and um not that you're trying to get justice for all, but in a sense, like just by being heard and seen and actually um validated is like oh, Thank you. You know, yeah. I don't need a, an apology. I don't need, you know, you to put him in jail per se, but he, you know what I mean? Like Never you know, he jail, could be a better yeah. person. That would be yeah. good. Is he in jail now? Yeah. Um, well, he's got stuff going on obviously in his life, but more so that, um, that there you have people that have your back basically. And, and see, Yeah, him. I've
0: always in and, and the funny thing about that. The timing of that is that I was already enrolled in college, and it was happening in college. I was already in journalism school. So I was already studying journalism. So I had no idea, you know, that seed was being planted in me to go do this work in the way Mm -hmm. that I now get to do it. I also know that I have a strong feeling, and I always thought for a long time, it's because I'm I'm the third child um, in the family. I'm the youngest of three children, and my brother and sister are a lot older than me. So I kind of was like that second wave of, of, you know, of child, of the, of the children in the household, except that it was just me. And I often felt somewhat like an only child, even though I had siblings, but they were older than me. And I always had this sense of like, always wanting to make sure that people felt belonging. And I always have a sense that I I never wanted anyone to feel left behind. And I still, that's a big driver for me today. Like I just, if I see it happening from, you know, off to the side or I'm observing it and I get that sense that someone's feeling left out or that they don't feel included, I don't, I mean, my heart just explodes. I can't handle it. I will reach out and try to make people feel included. Um, which is a great quality to have. I know that. I know that's beautiful and empathetic and all the things. And I thought I for the longest time, because that was, a, <laughs> it was because I was a a, you know, a child that kind of felt alone a lot as a kid, even though I wasn't alone. Mm. And I don't, I think that this was another layer to that.
1: Absolutely. It you know, was
0: a total another layer that came with that, with this story that I had never given credit to. Um, you know, I've interviewed in the work that I've done, I've interviewed Countless, I mean, probably hundreds at this point of women who've been through sexual abuse, rape, you know, all kinds of awful things like that. And even when I would interview women like that, I never really identified with them. I didn't, I had empathy, but I mm-hmm. never really saw myself as a victim. I mean, I was pissed off at the time and really like, it was, it was painful. It was a painful experience. I'm not going to undermine it. Mm-hmm. It was definitely Um, not something I wish I had experienced. But I feel like there was a whole other layer that was coming from that story that I didn't quite understand. And I always wondered why I didn't identify with them. Like, you know, that's happened to me too. Why don't I tell people that's happened to me? And I just never really talked about it. And it just had to sit and simmer for 30 years. It it, It just wasn't time for that story to bloom. Like I said, it was like a seed. And then the and then the plant, and then finally the flower, and now I understand it, and now I can have very open conversations about it, and empathize at a just different level, so, you know, I, I think that story is important for other people to hear, and especially other women to hear, because sometimes we do have to be patient, um, and also we need to be willing to dig, I was willing to dig that weekend when I went to that conference. I set an intention. I want to know. I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to feel clarity about what in the world is holding me back. And that was an unlock for me. And it came out of left field. Mm. You better believe that I did not expect to have that happen during that breathwork session. Uh, A funny note about the breathwork session you know, breathwork leaders, they feel energy in the room. And something magical was happening that day. And we did not go for 45 minutes. We went for two hours and none of us had any idea when we were complete. And there was a lot of emotion in that room. There was a lot of happening in that room that day. It's an experience I will never, ever, ever forget. And when we later found out that we were, you know, now an hour later into our day, There were people waiting, you know, on the outside to come into Uh the conference and they wouldn't let them in because they're like, no, there's something happening and we have to attend to being present for it. Um, So it was, it was just, like I said, divine timing. God knew exactly where I needed to be that day. And he assisted in making me see what I needed to see.
1: So beautiful. Oh, see how sometimes we just put an intention out there too, that, uh, pieces start to fall into place and we get the answers that we're, we're searching for. I've had that experience too, just recently. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think our time is up April. I think, I think that's our, our full circle wrap up. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Mm. you for doing this. This is fun. Yeah, thanks for coming on my sh- your show. Um, <laughs> I hope I hope you'll have me back. Um, yes. So I don't know. Do you do some kind of close? Uh, follow. Well, I, I don't <laughs> want to close
0: without. I don't want to close without telling people at least a little bit about you because why? Why did you know you? Why did I choose you? Actually, you you suggested this to me, and and I was like we chose each other. How <laughs> fun! Um, so I was I was game. But I'd love to give a little introduction to the work in the world. I, you know, alluded to the fact that you and I have very similar, you know, interests and backgrounds. I mean, you do a lot of video producing and and storytelling as well, which is is most of my audience knows is a big part of my background. So will you just tell everyone a little bit more about you? And then we will have you on the show properly to do your, you know, where I get to interview you and tell more about your amazing work in the world. But, you know, it's always like storytellers unite. So yes. um, I want people to know about the amazing work that you do.
1: Oh, thanks, April. So my husband and I have owned an award winning video company now for um, over 10 years. Um, so that's our primary business is doing videos in all industries and in all sectors. If you can call it out, I have probably filmed it. And it's led to such a fascinating life. I get to like swoop in, like parachute into all these different like worlds um, I'm talking like chicken farms and yoga studios and like um, disaster zones and helicopter companies, like it's all over the place and, um, and kind of try to grasp what the, stories. Heart, what the heart is there. Yeah. Yeah. And then create some cinematic visuals that are going to help people understand and connect with their, their service or their product. So um, that's been my passion. And then uh, as that's been happening, I have recognized in women primarily how difficult it is for them to really like own their, their abilities and they're awesome. They'll tell me what they do, but they won't say it with a lot of confidence. So they're, they're really not sure like how to talk about themselves, right? Like they just want to do their thing. They don't want to promote or market themselves about it, right? They just want to do the job. Right. And I'm like, that's kind of not how it works. And it's a total skill to self-promote. I'm actually really feeling like self-promote has been like self-promote and no one likes it. They're just like self-promote. Like even the words feel like I don't want to do that
0: for a lot of women. Yeah.
1: So um, I kind of started a little side hustle uh, with helping with self-promotion and mm-hmm. I do it in a, in a bunch of ways. And I really get so much joy out of it because I really kick these girls in the buttocks with love and compassion and go like, we're putting you out there. We're saying this, this is what's happening. And then I'm seeing them sort of blossom into their work, right? Mm-hmm, and sure. then, then they're ready for more, but really they need that just somebody kind of to be the wind beneath their wings in a sense, right? So um so that's kind of where I'm hanging out right now. And then mm-hmm. also I'm really wanting to get my speaking career up and going. I just joined uh, a couple associations and I have a speakers bureau that represents me. And this other woman wants to represent me as an auctioneer, which I'm like, oh am I going to go back to that 25, 25 20, little, like, you know, <laughs> it's like a whole skill set that I don't know if I want to like take on again. But I've done it a couple of times, but, um, yeah, I get real joy, um, impacting, um, people with, uh, my three gifts, which is awakening spirit, creating connection. And, uh, what was the third one now? Hmm. I just did this on Saturday. What was it? It It's creating connection, awakening spirit. And there was another one that's just like gone, but, um, yeah, it was. Don't you love it when that happens? You're uh, like, I really do
0: know my own stuff, I do, but I can't not, actually yeah, regurgitate yeah. it at the moment. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I wanted to say, April, it's so interesting too hearing your story and sort of the why or the the stories that drive why you do what you do. Right, and we do similar work, but my stories that drive my way of doing it it are totally different. Right. And that's yeah. so cool because it's like, it all, all obviously attracts different people, but also our products are the outcomes, the um, tangibles, all of those pieces are just a little different and it's cool. There's a place for all of it. Right. And oh my gosh.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm so here to support you. it's like, you know, supporting each other is so important because the work that, you know, you do, this is different than the work mm-hmm. that I do. And it's uh, equally as important and gosh, you know, yes, getting women to see their gifts to be able to communicate them clearly without feeling like they are, I mean, it is self-promotion without feeling like you're self-promoting, you know, Mm -hmm. and getting them to understand the value of putting themselves out there. It's, it's, you know, I always say, it's like, it's for the people you want to reach, you know, Mm -hmm. like If you are sitting there thinking it's all about you, it's all about you, it's all about you, I'm like, you know what? I got newsflash for you. It's actually not all about you. It's about the people you want to help. The your audience, right? Number one rule of storytelling: know who your audience is. Mm -hmm. So know who your audience is. You've got to know who you're trying to reach, and so that's where. You know, so many women get tripped up with that self-promotion thing, and I don't want to put myself out there, and I just want to, like, be quiet. Well, there's <laughs> probably some conditioning associated with that. Oh, of course. Dig A little know. deeper there, too. Yes. Just saying. Uh, but also just getting them to see that it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. You know, self-promoting yourself, putting yourself out there is actually a really beautiful thing, and so many beautiful, beautiful things come from it. I mean, you and I would not have the businesses that we have, nor have the impact that we get to have with the people that we serve if we were not putting ourselves out there, which requires mm-hmm. self-promotion, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't, I don't look at it negatively at all. No, I There's think days so. that I don't want to do it. Don't get me wrong. There right, are days right. that I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to put that over on tomorrow's to-do list. <laughs> I don't feel so, it today. And yeah. that's okay. And it's but so funny. That permanently is not an mm. option.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so the third thing, sorry, that I bring is joy. I, I, I bringing joy. Yeah. I remembered. Yeah, bringing joy. Joy. Bring joy. I know, but, I, but I loved what you said about um. Not, and it's so funny because for me, self promotion isn't daunting. But what happens is I usually fill my schedule, and I'm the last to talk yeah. about myself. So basically, I'll take on client work, and the day will be done. I'm like, gosh, I didn't do any self promo today. Yeah. And I love self promo. I don't know why I love it. I, I mean, I, I could deep into that, I'm sure. But one thing that in um, April, this is for you. Oh my you. gosh, we should. That's what we should do. When we have you back on the podcast, let's talk about a deep dive on self-promotion. I would love it, but I'll just give you a tip right now. One thing I really love is when I like in the morning, it's quiet, no one's awake yet. And I'm sitting in my little meditative pose and I'm Mm -hmm. breathing and I'm thinking and something kind of like stirs in me and I'm excited about whatever I'm thinking about, which is mostly my to-dos and what I'm doing today and what I've got going on. But anyway, in there there's a quietness (laughs) that comes eventually. and I usually get some kind of hit of some sort, right? And that's the piece that I really enjoy sharing. So that would be like my self-promo piece for the day or whatever. So I love Mm. that it's divinely guided. I love that it's not canned. I don't think of these things a month in advance. It's kind of as it comes, and obviously it fits to the theme of like what I do for a living, but um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So then oh, it's yeah. not really you; it's like something it's, coming it's through you. Yes, yeah. it's the channel you. Yes, the messenger. Absolutely.
0: you yeah, absolutely. Got to be a messenger.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: you have to be used in a positive way. Absolutely. absolutely. So good. Thank you thank for you, Thank you for coming in and sitting in as the host of the show today, and letting me be the guest of my own show. It's so crazy, but fun. So I hope, fun. I hope you guys like this. You know all the listeners out there, um, you know, I, I, I was saying to Adira before we got on, like, you know, I try to do this for myself. I try to tell my own stories, but it sure is nice when someone can come in and just give me a little guidance to pull out some of the stories that maybe I haven't shared enough. And I definitely shared a big one with you today. Mm-hmm. So um, that feels really good. That feels really good that I got to do that. And I appreciate you holding space for that for me today. And, you know, big shout out to Adara and we'll, you know, thanks for being the the fill-in host today of the Inside Story podcast. You'll be looking for her to return so we can do a deeper dive on, of course, this idea around self-promotion and what do we need to do in order to put ourselves out there and how do we need to think about it. So that will be a really juicy conversation we'll put on the plan for the podcast. You'll be seeing that coming soon. And, you know, if anything, just remember storytelling matters. Your story matters and there's no story too big, too small. Don't compare it to other people. It does not matter. Your There's a place for yours in this world and you need to go on that storytelling journey so that you can figure out what that is for you. All right. That's your marching orders today for the Inside Story Podcast. Thanks for being with us today. Share this episode out if you've enjoyed it. And give it a review if you have not yet. As always, if you guys didn't know this, I'm actually really focused on trying to get 100 reviews this year. That's a lot of reviews. That is a bold, crazy goal, but I know we can do it, Light Beamer. So, oh, you'd see I'm going to review you right now. 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 Here we go. Um, So, if you have not given the link, review, I'm going to give you an easy place to do that. You go to rate this Story. If you put your review there, that little cool software puts it in all the places that it needs to go and helps us get discovered by more people and we can bring the Inside Story podcast to more people. So I super appreciate that. If you've not ever done that, go give it a review and we'll see you next week right here on the Inside Story podcast. See you soon, bye.